Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Dave! And... Nate. Ooh, wow, that was... You were hot. Hot on the mic there. A little That's bit. because I, I was literally, like, touching my mic with my face. Whoa, hey, do that in the privacy of your own home. I yeah. guess you are, yeah. You're good. Pop filter, I love you. <laughs> Don't pop off now. <laughs> up now hold on you need i added things to the podcast topics so we have things to talk about now i'm not looking at that shit do it oh people are giving away random alcohol and i'm like i don't need more random alcohol what about the podcast notes i didn't even look at the podcast i notes. need some random alcohol i just added stuff to it y'all we told me to watch the halo thing i watched the halo thing i'm ready to go and then okay. you go read the notes we already started i ain't reading shit yeah, Some of us don't commit everything to memory, so... Oh, yeah, I don't either. I have the entire thing on a separate page, so it's easier for me to remember. And by oh, remember, I mean read as it comes up. One, two, three, four, five, six Chrome tabs open right now. My RAM is crying. Why six Chrome tabs? All you have to do is have one of the websites that have the everything uh, Microsoft showed during its press conference. Because I have other articles open. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I guess. It just And... My RAM is currently at 41% load. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is not ever going to happen. I, I don't know why that's there. I've deleted it multiple times. You deleted what multiple times? <laughs> Close hours. to an hour. Oh. I put ah. Uh... <laughs> Two hours is more reasonable. <laughs> well, before we get into all the Xbox stuff, what have we been watching and playing this week, guys? I, I started rewatching and binging uh, The Last Airbender on Netflix. Not the movie, the yeah, show. You can't binge that. If you binge that, you no. know, that's basically if, suicide. If I binge that, that's another form of psychological torture. Yeah. Um, How far are you in? I am into book two. They're at Ba Sing Se right oh. now. They've just met the cultural minister of Ba Sing Se, and he's telling them there is no war in Ba Sing Se. Oh, yeah. I hate that guy. And in the same episode, Jet got into a fight with Zuko to try to get him to fire Ben. And then gets taken away by the... By the spooky... The Earth Spooky police. suits of Ba Sing Se. By the way, I love the way that they're... they're they capture people. The, uh... Their oh, yeah. gloves have the. They basically keep respawning stones on their hand on their gloves. They, they bend, they bend rock gloves yeah. to go capture people. I always thought that was a really cool idea. Um, I one thing about that that always threw me off is they had metal chains and stuff that they used to capture people. In the mm -hmm. way that it functioned, it always felt like it was metal bending, but it isn't because metal bending isn't a thing yet. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that, because I remember in the episode called literally The Drill, Yeah. Um, when they're going inside through th this little bottom hatch, they ask Toph to come with them, and she says, no, I can't bend, <laughs> she says, I can't bend metal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's so many times throughout that, uh, once you meet Toph, it's like, from there on, it's very, hey, boom, 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 we're gonna keep pointing out the fact that she can't metal bend. Metal bending isn't a thing. And then you get to the point where you're like, oh shit, she just created metal bending. Yeah. Well, there's advanced forms of bending for every bending discipline, I think, except for air still. Um, so air is 
I think people have decided that air is directly connected to spiritual stuff. To um, the spirit bending that Aang does to the Fire Lord? Kinda, yeah. That The way that that whole thing works out, it people, I think, assumed that that was just a directly... Uh, it could be. I mean, we know that water has blood bending. Yeah, water, well, and that's the thing. Water has... If you think about it, it's not just water bending. There's also the blood bending, but... Blood Forbidden skill. Blood sacrifice. Um, but they can also heal. The water yeah. also has the healing properties. And then, like, so. with fire there yeah fire bending there's the fire and lightning mm -hmm. there was something else with the fire and i can never remember it was lava bending no lava bending is earth i'm pretty sure it's fire because zuko does it once and in legend of korra i forget the name of those characters well that's but... the thing because in korra it's not mako that lava bends it's um bolin the earthbender oh Maybe it is earthbending then. Yeah. It's confusing because that really is a... It is molten... I mean, it makes more sense that it is earthbending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Whatever. It's a great show. Watch both of them. Guess what? Once you finish Avatar Last Airbender, next month, Korra is coming to Netflix. I mean, if they want super advanced bending forms, they need to, like, turn firebending into just plain, like, electron bending. <laughs> You start well, I mean, tearing that was apart the... atoms in people's bodies. Plasma bending. I always <laughs> like that in um, in Legend of Korra, you see that they are using firebenders to work like energy stations. Oh, yeah. So they're actually using the lightning bending to power the entire city and all that. Yep. Man, I don't care what anybody says. I love Le Legend of Korra. <laughs> I love it, too. People shit on it for stupid reasons, honestly. Some of the reasons I understand why, but it's not the creator's fault. Uh, they were told they were getting one more season of a show, so they made an entire contained story. And then they were they were told, hey, that did well, do one more. So they did another contained story. And then they're like, alright, you can have two more. But then halfway through the second season, or the third season, they're like, well, now we're only going to put it on the internet. And then the last season was just only available online. It never was on TV. Which is so crazy to me. It was. Uh, I, I would like to see. I would like. That's to how I feel about Community. The last two seasons were. Yeah, the last two were hidden. only online. And they were on two different platforms, right? They weren't. Yeah, both they were on either. Yahoo season five, and season six was on uh, NBC, I think, or Hulu. I think it was Hulu. It's Hulu, yeah. That, Yahoo yeah. and Hulu. Yeah, and the fact that it's now on Netflix is really confusing. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm pretty sure there's, like, some Hulu sponsorship shit in the very end of the... Well, there was a lot of Subway sponsorship at one point, too. There was Why is it shows I like in Subway sponsorship? You remember Chuck? Chuck, 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 Chuck had Subway sponsorship so bad, there was, like, a five-minute commercial in one episode with the boss. Well, because that was the episode that had Shirley in it, I think. There was an episode that had Shirley... Is Shirley an undercover head. Subway employee? Like, Well, she is a sandwich shop owner. Yeah. Yes. That's true. She got bought out and became part of Big Subway. Shirley Sandwich. <laughs> I liked the episode where they had a speakeasy in the back of the sandwich shop. I just that show's great. If you have not watched Community, it's also available on Netflix. Watch it before so it gets good. taken off and goes to the uh, Peacock platform. Yeah. <clears throat> no. 
What's the Peacock platform? Uh, Peacock NBC's. is NBC's new streaming platform that is free oh, to I sign up for, but not everything on the platform is free. Because the 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 Rainbow Rings thing, I get it. Yeah. The Rainbow yeah. thing was always a Peacock. Did you not? No, it was that? like the Olympics. No, no the Peacock. Definitely the... a Peacock. Hold on, NBC Peacock. It was like a little rainbow thing. It is a rainbow thing. A rainbow thing, that fan, that rainbow fan was meant to represent a peacock's tail. I get it now. Now that you've said it. I'm going to shoot. Now that you've said it, I can't unsee it, but it's like (laughs) the arrow in the middle of the FedEx logo. Once you see it, you never unsee it. Dave, I put it in the group, in the private taco chat, so you can see I'm not looking at that. Why, motherfucker? You have a computer in front of you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at my phone right now. I'm trading Pokemon. Um, oh my god. Put it where? Oh, private taco. I had yeah, played... I see. Except the purple one has a notch in it. Oh, because it's the head of the bird! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Whoa! You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> whoa. Lord Keanu Reeves, poor whoa. child. Keanu Reeves, whoa. Whoa. Uh, bless your soul, Dave. No. No, do not bless him. I'll wind up in a good place. <laughs> well, technically, we all might end up in there. Never mind, I don't want to go into this. I had I... downloaded and played Carry On on my Xbox. Carry On My Way. Because it's fucking great. It's great, except my Xbox does this weird thing, and it may just be because of my internet. Yep. But when I'm playing Game Pass games. They randomly disconnect me from Xbox Live at certain times, and then my Xbox goes back to the screen where it's like, are you sure you own this title? Like, I'm pretty (laughs) sure I owned it. I've been playing it for two hours. (laughs) So, I don't know. Anyway, the bit of it that I played was pretty fun. The movement in the game is very unique. The aspect of being the monster in a video game is very fun. Which game are we talking about? Carry on. Okay. Um, the fact that the larger you get, the it seems the more grotesque you actually become is awesome. So in that, I noticed one thing about that was it, you hit a certain point where once you hit that second, because the life bar, there's like five things at the top. You hit a second one, you get five more. And that's when you, your ability changes. Instead of having the weird spider web thing, you get the force punch. Um, mm-hmm. There are points after that that it's like, hey, you have to deposit half of your mass so you can do this part of the puzzle. And I thought that was a yeah. cool idea. No, it's it's a good game for having a very simple design and play style. Sounds like Katamari Damacy meets Evolved. It's basically if you got to play as um, the thing from It. Not It. The Thing. The Thing, the thing, thing from thing. The Thing. <laughs> The thing from thing. The thing from it. You mean the clown? Not it. Well, eventually you get the ability to body snatch people. Oh yeah, so. that hits the point. I haven't gotten there yet. I, uh, I don't want to get snatched. No well, snatch. There's just there's just a lot of crazy stuff in the game. That's it's really fun to play. I recommend it to somebody who's just looking for like a quick time sink game who just wants to relax and at least play something that's challenging but isn't going to make you well, And the cool thing is, um, I just saw Devolver tweeted about it. Why am I not following them from my main account? Um, Devolver just tweeted about 
uh, Carry On is officially the year's fastest-selling Squish Monster Murder Simulator on Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and PC. <laughs> um, but they had, I remember them tweeting something about how fat like it's selling a lot faster than they expected. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Xbox, yeah, it's on Game Pass, but people are still buying it through them too. Um, yeah. I just, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's. Well, I think it was one of the cooler games in their showcase. I mean, all their games look fun. <laughs> all of them look fun, yes, but you have to realize that not all of them are as fun as some of the others. Yeah, true. Uh, I will, knowing me, I will end up by picking up most of them because if you look at their catalog, I already own majority of the th- games they put out. No, I think Dave, I think you're one of the best reviews around. Yeah, they are my number one publisher. I've said it so many times. I'm not even asking for anything, any kind of sponsor from you guys. I mean, I'll take things. You want to send me some free swag? Go for it. I will wear nothing but Devolver merch. That's not <laughs> how you get free swag. That's not how? You, you don't just love a game love a game company? Talk about no, them all the time? Gotta, you got to email community managers. Oh, I know. I all know. right. So, anyway, moving on to other stuff. Dave played the – you did the Pokemon Go event today, right? Oh, yeah, day one of two, day in the books. So tell us about this event and what went on. Oh, so much. Did you get any shinies? Oh, so much. Did you get any what? Squirtles wearing Pikachu hats? Uh, I got Squirtle and Pikachu hat. I got Bulbasaur and Pikachu hat. I got Charmander and Pikachu hat. Oh. I got three shiny Groudons. Reed got a shiny Kyogre. I got uh, shiny Gibble. That was my prized possession for the day. Shiny I traded for I traded for a shiny Machop. Um, oh, I got a shiny Tentacruel on my way home, and a shiny Poliwag on my way home, just on the Go Plus. I love that the shiny Gibble is basically just a Squirtle-colored Gibble. Kind of. It's like brown and the blue instead of gray and orange. Um, but it blue. was cool. The I way that the event it. was set up... Um, in traditional GoFest events, you go to a location, like a park, and the park would be divided up into what the game calls biomes. And depending on what area you currently reside in inside this public park area, that determines what spawns in the game. So it's almost like, you know, boundaries. And when you go too far over, you get into like... A you different know, the, zone. Exactly. You get into like Lava World. And I've played types. Minecraft before. <laughs> yeah, so... So in real life, they can't do that because people can't have a bunch of people crowding together because of COVID-19. So they had virtual biomes, and every hour they rotated. So for 60 minutes, it was a friendship biome. For 60 minutes, it was a battle biome. Yeah, and I for think 60 minutes, the it was friendship fire. was... 60 minutes, it was water. Was the friendship one that had um, Eevee? Yes. Yeah. And I got a shiny Eevee. Oh, nice. I know in, I... In the first friendship biome. I happened to open it up wide, like while i was at work and i saw um a bunch of evs <laughs> no 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 i actually that was where i was it was uh the water one so it was a bunch of squirtles gotcha i only caught one and i'm like i don't need more than one i just um because of you just want more candy because of the length of the event um every biome got rotated through once or excuse me twice so uh if you missed it, missed something you wanted the first time around you had a second shot which i liked that's cool did they have like a breakdown anywhere so you knew what was when uh, not publicly. It's all stuff you have to go online and look at. Uh, my number one resource is either Cerebi.net or the Silk Road 
Silph Road is probably my go-to. It's the dedicated Pokemon Go subreddit, um, and it's managed by uh, the same company, not the same company, the same people that run the Silph Road website, which has a lot of information on the main series games. Okay. I use the Silph Road, um, and the other benefit of the Silph Road is because it's on Reddit, and because it's used by the entirety of the Pokemon Go community, uh, when something happens in New Zealand or Australia, which is happening right now, uh, they post it on Silk Road and then it's verified, and then I know what to expect come community day or come community day, come you know whatever the event is. So Niantic yeah. and Niantic uses Australia and New Zealand as kind of like the guinea pigs. So when like something special happens, it happens there first, and then you know it'll rotate to us at about 18 hours. I just found out. Tomorrow, day two of GoFist, 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 GoFist. Day day two of GoFest. There's going to be a Shadow Mewtwo. Uh, you get to fight Giovanni, and there's going to be a Shadow Mewtwo. Oh, cool! You also are going to get Shadow versions of if you bought a ticket to GoFest. You're going to get Shadow versions of all three of the original Legendary Birds. Ooh! So that's that's pretty dope. So the only and downside is, in my head, when I think Shadow version, I'm imagining the, like, clone Pokemon that Mewtwo makes, but I know it's just the, like, green... Yeah, it's just the red-eyed, green, the shadowy eye. background. Yeah. And the thing about Shadow Pokemon, uh, at least currently in the game, is they do 20% more damage than regular Pokemon, so... What... Don't they also get more powerful when you purify them, or no? Um, they... You don't have to invest as much resources if you purify them. But they lose that that power um, increase. Okay, I thought it all, it it translated to some other kind of increase. Not yet. Um, the the thought is that eventually, because Shadow Pokemon are kind of broken right now, especially in PvP, because they do more damage. The thought is that they're going to make it so purified Pokemon deal more damage or resist damage from Shadow Pokemon. Uh, they haven't done that. They haven't done that yet. But that's probably what's going to happen. That would make sense to me. But yeah, it was an it was a, a cool event. There was a special research on day one. Um, it was a task list. Uh, it was to catch uh, twenty Pokemon that are grass, fire, and water types. Uh, make a new friend. Do two raids. Uh, using an incense, then taking a snapshot of your buddy, and the reward was ten thousand XP and ten thousand Stardust. So that was nice. Just a today was just a day full of spawns. Um, Groudon and Kyogre were in raids. Um, it was it was fun. Uh, it got a little tiresome after four or five hours. And, uh, we called it after that, uh, but uh, it was it was cool. I got lots of shinies. Um, I didn't get as many as I thought I would. Yeah. Um, but I also did get a bunch of unknowns. Uh, they yeah, had G yeah, I and, saw some G cool unknowns that were going out. Yeah, G and O were uh, responding today. G and O. Oh, so you could spell Og. So you could spell Og. Pokemon Og. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I didn't get anything super crazy insane. I hatched like a perfect little pup, which is like a little uh, terrier Pokemon. Yeah, uh, those I hatched, are adorable. I hatched a Hondo little pup. Um, because the habitats rotated every hour, the scanners that we normally use to look for good and rare Pokemon didn't work that well. Because normally, the scanner might pick something up, and then the timer uh, will tell you how uh, it'll it'll read the um yeah. The, the game data to tell you how long until it uh, expires. Yeah. But because everything it's rotates every game. hour, yeah, it, it uh, didn't work that well today. So maybe tomorrow I'll be able to go. 
hunting for high stat Pokemon. But today I was just enjoying the event. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was outside for most of it. Uh, I did stop and get lunch at Mission Barbecue, uh, but I got it to go. <laughs> yeah, I think I was talking to somebody. It was, it was an antisocial event for the first half of the day, and then the second half of the day we went to CCBC, and there were a lot of people out playing. So oh, wow. We were able to do a lot of raids and get a lot of stuff done. Also, the remote raid feature has been rolled out, which I think we, I might have talked about once before, which allows you to invite up to five people to raid with you as long as one person is physically at the raid. Yeah. And I probably invited um, 100 people today, and like 60% of the time somebody responded and came in and helped. So That's cool. The feature, the feature is working. We were able to do a lot more raids than we normally would because of that. So. And that, that I like the fact that they did that because that's a combination of, one, it helps out a lot of people that are playing during the quarantine. Um, but also, there have always been complaints about people that really aren't as mobile. So being able to do join in on raids with friends as, as long as that friend is able to get to that place is kind of cool. Yep. Uh, the only downside... Is that you, you can't, can't use a regular raid pass. You have to use their special yeah. remote raid pass. Uh, and I also it's read a, that it's, it's a new raid pass, and it can only be bought with problem. coins or money. You cannot earn them normally. Yeah, I was gonna say I also read that the attacks from uh, the remote raiders are less powerful. Uh, not right now, but they will be after this trial period is over. Oh, weird! Because I did, For... I I had done one yesterday. Or something. If it if it was a three star or a four star, you probably couldn't solo it because of your level. Oh yeah, duh. But even if you don't uh, beat it, it counts towards progression. Because um, I've had I've I had never done any raids, and it was one of those things where I'm like, yeah, fuck it, whatever, I'll do it. And uh, he they knocked out my six Pokemon, went back in with another six Pokemon, knocked out those six. But I then got the. Uh, the research things for doing two raids and then also completing a raid. So getting the completion of a raid doesn't mean you actually actually have to finish a raid. Yes, depending on the research. Some yeah. research just says like do a raid. Mm -hmm. Other research does say you know win win a raid or win two raids yeah. or win five raids. So whatever. I'll never get the, through that stuff because I just don't play it enough. That's fun today, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And now that I know I'm going to get a Shadow Mewtwo, I'm stoked. <laughs> Nate, how come you stopped playing? It's just... Nate stopped playing when he uh, went left for the army, and then he just never got oh, back into it. I stopped, when, right. I stopped playing when I left for the army. On top of that, Pokemon Go just isn't my thing anymore. Yeah. My phone doesn't really hold up under well under the load it is because my phone's ancient, which I am actually upgrading soon. <laughs> Probably at the end of the month when I get paid again. And you're finally going to get away from the the Apple ecosystem, right? Well, not exactly. I am money. <laughs> the problem is, is I am money sunk into the Apple ecosystem on, well, the one game that I sunk so much money into. I can't get that back when I switch over to the Android platform. I don't think I can. Which game is that? The that half -naked the anime Girls. Impact or, yes, the anime waifu game. Um, I also have bought games like FTL for Apple platforms and things like that. So I bought digital games on my Switch. I still sold that bitch. Yeah. Sunk cost fallacy. Well, yes, it is sunk cost fallacy. If I'm able to get back my primary money sink, if I'm able to get all of that content back on a different platform, 
then sure, I will switch probably oh, to an Android phone, probably to something like a Pixel or something like that that I can get through my carrier hold, right now. Hold off on the Pixel until the 5 comes out. Well, there's nope. certain phones I can get on my current upgrade plan. Oh, okay. So I'm, like, I'm upgrading to whatever AT&T is offering me at this yeah. point. I'm like nothing really against the 4, but I fucking love my 3XL and the 4XL just doesn't, I don't know, doesn't feel the Come same. Come on, Lucky Gibble. God damn it. Stop Pokemoning. Nope. We are live right now. I know, but I have two to three hours before I fall asleep, and I have to clear space before I go out again tomorrow. <laughs> you don't want to just keep buying more space now that they up no! to 3000 No! That's how it works! I'm pretty sure that's how <laughs> that, that works. No, that plan ends with me with no money. That's how that plan works. That's how it ends. How much money have you spent on Pokemon Go altogether, do you think, Dave? Uh, in the last four years... 400 500 600 bucks somewhere like that have you spent more on pokemon go in the last four years or madden madden easily i spent not... 10 times as much on madden that i've that I spent on pokemon yeah go. okay yeah my madden was real bad i spent two thousand dollars on last year's madden. are you fucking kidding me I went through my PayPal. Yeah, man, I have a gambling addiction with Madden. That's why I uninstalled it. Dave's Holy problem with Madden shit. is the same problem that I had with it's, the anime, anime waifu it's game. It's FOMO. It's just fear of missing out. They, they drop these limited edition things, and you go, oh, sure, I'll pick that up. Or it's only, you know, 50 bucks. Like, whatever. No you big deal. You all your purchases. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just one little microtransaction. And one. then you do that every, every weekend for... 10 months trust me i've done the same thing like if i drop a thousand dollars on this game this month i could survive on ramen <laughs> <laughs> that's how just... much ramen can one person eat and not die oh, google help <laughs> that's just ridiculous to me and like this is coming from somebody that spent they would do the uh i'd, I'd buy the maximum uh crate amount for every new season or new special event or whatever of overwatch whenever they announce a junk rat here's skin. the thing about madden is they create these digital cards and they nerf them to a point where they're better than everything that exists right now and then the next week happens and then they create new digital cards and they nerf them to be one step sure. above one step above what they released last week so they if you want to be the best and if you want to have the best team you have to keep paying well, they always Pokemon make sure the new card cards player. and the new players are on meta and yep. it's very much a pay-to-win environment, unfortunately, when it comes to Madden Ultimate teams. I you can still be competitive best. with your older stuff, but you won't be as competitive if you just go and buy newer stuff. Yeah, so I am like a, a top-tier Madden player. I am relying more on my gameplay and less on the cards themselves, and I have stopped paying for Madden up and up, uh, obviously, up three or four months ago when I uninstalled the bitch. Um... I've completely stopped paying for Madden uh, to play Madden Ultimate Team. And I still enjoyed the game. I still played for the last, uh, not the last month, not the last month and a half, but maybe two months ago. I still played for two to three weeks without yeah. spending money. Oh, the other thing I did is I removed my payment options from my console. Smart. And just that was enough uh, to deter me uh, from spending money. Because I have to go through the effort of putting all that shit back in, all my my credit cards and stuff, and verifying the last two digits on the back. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it stops me when I have to do it, and I go, "Do I really need this?" Like it gives me an extra second to pause and think and go, "No, I don't need this dumb shit." Yeah. 
Oh, I, I so. did the same thing with Fantasy Star. Is I spent a lot of money on that to the point where I realized I was logging into the game just to manage my personal shop in game to sell things. Oh wow! And like that was the only thing. I was logging in the game basically to do inventory management and then logging back out, not even actually playing the game anymore. I'm doing inventory management right now, Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's right. So, I I have stopped playing PSO two for at least two months now. Ooh. I just haven't picked up the game again. That's surprising because I know how much you were loving that game. Well, I love it. It gets to a certain point where the thing is, you can play one character, and with oh, that one character, you can level every single class in the game. To 75. I am working on my second class right now. The problem is, is the power creep gets to you, and when you start leveling a class from level one again, the game all of a sudden gets that much more boring all over again. And then you start missing out on limited time events that require you to be at certain levels to to perform it and get good loot. Yeah. So, you know, it's not necessarily a fault of the game. It's a fault of me not wanting to put in that effort to go ahead and do that. I could be fine with my current level 75 class keep playing the game, but the only thing really left for me to do and make progress in was how much in-game money could I make from people who will spend three million something freaking Meseta, the in-game currency, on a funny hat. A lot. People spend a lot of money on that shit. They do. I spent a lot of money just to get the funny hat to sell to people. <laughs> Man, I, I can't remember if I ever told you guys about it, but I had so many people trying to buy... My Your scout hat. My, no, my scout flip flops. Yeah, um, I don't remember. I may have actually sold them at this point because I hit a point where I'm like, I'm never gonna play Team Fortress Two again. So I think I might have actually gotten rid of it. Let me check. I sold a skin and sold a weapon skin in CS:GO once for like, I think not even a whole dollar. <laughs> I, I think I sold it for like sixty-five cents. Well, I sold two pop figures for 110. So. It's it's a pretty common skin as a thing, and you get these keys periodically. You get boxes periodically through CS:GO gameplay. The grind yeah. really isn't worth it, but yeah, I, I sold my my flip flops. No, oh, wow. Yeah. Give me a good Snorlax. I mean, I had I had those things forever, and I fucking love those because, like, you know me, I wear flip flops all the time. Um, yes. Let's. Move on to hey, the news. Wow, way to just skip over what I've been watching and playing. What have you been God. watching and playing? Chris? Oh, you didn't talk about what I watched. What yeah, did you, you watch? Didn't Dave. You just keep talking about Rising goddamn Pokemon of the Shield Hero. Oh, fucking awesome! And you're so, excited for season two? Yeah, if that ever happens. No, it is happening. Yeah, It'll season happen. two and three are happening, but you know, anime production. Everyone has to realize anime production has slowed to a crawl, not just because of COVID-19, but because of the new techniques Somebody in the new business model that has been in place for a lot of anime studios. Anime studios now are able to export their content to the West at a much faster rate than ever before. And because of that, they have to keep up with demand. They have to keep up with localization standards and all this stuff like that. So when they make content for a platform, generally they're making all of it at the same time. 
Yeah, Rising and Shield Hero was recommended to me by Oz, and uh, he talked about it when we went on our walk. I love that you uh, listen to weeks. Oz after I'm pretty sure Nate and I ago. both have talked about the show towards you multiple times. No, I don't listen when you talk <laughs> about stuff I haven't watched. I know you don't, but I, I'll go out of my way to say, hey, I watch all the anime, and all this anime is lit as fuck, and you should watch it. And you're like, nah. Then you go on a walk with somebody, and he talks about it, and you're like, yeah, I should go watch that, and that shit is pretty lit. Yeah, basically. Fuck you. Nate, no, hold on. Nate, you have no room to talk because how many times have Dave and I told you to watch something? Or we've told you. Did you watch Scarface yet? Hold on. Hold on. No! We have talked about, hey, we're going to talk about this show on the podcast next weekend. We should all watch it. And you're like, I don't watch things. (laughs) I don't. When we're talking about it, maybe you should. I don't. Uh, well, speaking of anime, all I've all I've really been doing is catching oh, up and finishing so a lot of stuff. Um, I finally finished season one of Fire Force, which yeah. I don't know. Have you have you watched that, Nate? I'm yes, guessing, I'm I'm guessing all of it. Okay, it's I haven't one of watched. My favorites. <laughs> I haven't watched any of season two yet. Um, the original OP is the most fucking pun intended fire song. Fire J Rock song that I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Alright, hold on. I gotta. How do I do this? Let me see. Uh, remove friend block, server mute. Okay. <laughs> reason for kicking. He said that song was so fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's too much work because I don't know if it'll be easy to get you back in. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Fucking the show. Fucking Discord admins looking at this right now like, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, but no, I because uh, I actually had stopped right at the season one's like storyline break, where they'd finished the storyline with the uh, the one district that was very set in their own ways of how oh, yeah, they... Very like, old school, like... The district was supposed to be reminiscent of Osaka and a very old school traditional Japanese feel where the rest of the world is like this steampunk industrialized and I really like I really like the the, that whole storyline or whatever um but yeah so it I went to the next episode with that and like right there is when you get introduced to Licht who is voiced by Ian Sinclair who is the voice of Magna in uh Black Clover so for me, I'm like, I love this guy. He's fantastic. And what I completely forgot about is also he is the voice of Sherlock Holmes in the, I can't remember, it's like Case File 2221 or B or some shit like that. Um, I have never watched that anime dub, by the way. So <laughs> Which one? Fire Force. Oh, uh, okay. I like it. But I also am okay with watching dub because I do, I multitask anime. <laughs> You can't multitask subtitled anime. The thing is, though, like, with Fire Force, it's one of those anime that I, even if I was watching it dubbed, it is one of those anime that is so fucking beautiful and so well directed that I can't help but actually sit there and watch it. Yeah. Like, the fight scenes in it are just pure Sakuga from start to finish every single time. There's no, like shitty frame rate stuff there's no tricks to make you think something is happening when it isn't 
you were seeing everything that happens I mean, in every fight scene of that anime. Like, it is one of those anime that every once in a while they'll do, hey, we're at an angle, and instead of showing the face, you see the smile, but the face is just a blank face. Yeah. But that's about it. Um, no, no I, yeah, I, I, just... I really enjoy it. Um, I Seriously, I because I think that first episode, right after he comes, yeah, they do that, you meet Vulcan. He goes off to meet Vulcan, and Vulcan like <laughs> has immediately become one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, Vulcan's great. So yeah, I, I'm excited to get into season two. Uh, I'm no no spoilers, no spoilers from me or anybody. Um, but yeah, I've been watching that. I was watching. I think I may have caught up on season two of was it the Ascendance of the Bookworm? Yeah, I haven't watched Ascendance of the Bookworm yet. It is an isekai, isekai, but like the most adorable isekai. Because it's basically somebody got reborn or came into the world as a little girl who all and all she wants to do is read. Like all she ever wanted to do in her regular life, her original life was read books. And now she's in a world where books are like only for the rich or the powerful. So yes. she uses her smarts and know-how and everything to get to a point that she can read books. Yay, books. <laughs> I just thought it was cute, and I, I really enjoy it. So I've been watching the shit out of that one. Um, and it Sounds really, kawaii as fuck. <laughs> the only thing I've been playing uh, lately really has been uh, Carry On, just like you, Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I played some Call of Duty this week with uh, with Nate. Yeah. yeah. We uh, did well. We, we did actually a, did do well. We had um, like half a dozen top ten finishes and like at least one third place. It's uh, a really close games. Yeah. Although I want to apologize to Nate because at one time he said he was the last one left between me and him, and he said I'm sorry, I did my best, and I said some mean spirited shit like your best <laughs> isn't good enough, you need to do my best. I just wanted to apologize. I want to take that it's back fine. on the record. Dave it's being an Call asshole Duty about Call of Duty, never. No, he said I Call did my best. Call. I said Dave don't don't is... do your best, do my best. No, Dave. When we're playing Warzone, Dave is my sort foil. of age. Well, no, foil. You're, you're my foil in some instances, like where you get tunnel vision for loot boxes. But you are my age when it comes to landing shots. If I point somebody out at a distance, you can pretty easily snipe them most of the time. Yep, nine tenths of the time. I, I have already adjusted my play style. I know what I'm strong at, and that's winning gunfights up close. If I'm able to keep doing that, then I generally succeed. Just leave the, the stuff to me. The thing that we are now trading off on that is working out for us is giving directions and giving intel. We yeah, have except to... when I say on the right and yeah. you're like you two corners right. away. And I'm going, okay, well what the fuck does Inside on the right? a building. Yeah. There's a desk on the right. <laughs> that desk is very threatening. It's got a gun. <laughs> but um now, we're getting better as we learn how to use Intel and make callouts in the game using certain contracts to gather Intel, either about the map or other players' positioning, um, marking spots on the map, stuff like that. All these tactics that really top-tier players use. A lot of people think the top-tier players are the people who are just outgun everybody in all instances, and they're not. They're the players who are able to think on their feet, adapt to changing situations, and to make decisions early enough that... They dictate the pace of the game. Dictate. 
and mm. that's that's where you really come out on top in Warzone. You're there's always a luck factor. There's always a chance you're going to get unlucky. Someone's going to sneak up behind you or something like that. But what people don't realize about Warzone is it's not you can eliminate a lot of those lucky moments if yes. you play smart. You can eliminate a lot of lucky moments and the key to that is being proactive in your decision making and what you do. Proactive lot, instead of reactive. Yes. A lot of people like to sit around and wait. Um they'll play the campers game where they're like just at the edge of the circle and letting everybody run past them and all that stuff like that. It can get you a high placement, but when shit goes shit hits the fan and you have to and get into a gunfight no and you have no practice in actually winning gunfights and how to say clear out a building or take a hill from somebody who has a high ground, you're probably going to lose that because your only strategy, the only thing you know how to do is sit and wait. You're not actively seeking out people to kill. Warzone is probably one of the more aggressive battle royales out there right now. You have to play to kill other players. You cannot simply wait around for stuff to just magically be advantageous. Yeah, it let, the work gas, let the gas get up. <laughs> We had um, one game, it wasn't this week, it was last week, where we got screwed by the circle. Yes. We uh, we were yeah, at the I, bottom of the dam, which is impossible to climb up unless you know the route through the building complex at the bottom of it, or take the road were, off the side. There were three squads left. It was 2v2v2. Mm -hmm. Or actually, it was 2v2v1. Yes. And the way that we were kitted, we had more than enough firepower to win the game, but we just got dicked by the circle, and we had no way up. Yeah, we couldn't get up the dam without running through the gas, which by the time we made it to the top of the dam would have killed us outright. So the circle basically decided who was going to win that game. <laughs> Not us! Um, no, we still made it far enough. Uh, but Warzone is fun, and the only thing that has bothered me about Warzone lately, everyone, of course, has been talking about hackers. I hate the fucking FAL. Well, yes, some people hate the FAL. Um, the major issue I have with it right now is something that I experienced last month, and now I'm experiencing more this month, and that's these frequent disconnects that happen. Yeah, and that happened to me this week, too. Um, when I was Dave had Damien, said something about it. When I was playing with Damien after you um, got off the other night because um, you were having PC or grandma trouble, or grandma PC trouble. Um, Usually that. I uh, I kept disconnecting, even though I'd rebooted the game and it told me, oh, we crashed, we're going to reboot in safe mode. Okay, rebooted back into safe mode, still crashes. Yeah. Why safe mode then? I don't know. What are the, you saving me from? The issue that I had on Xbox, though, is I was playing with our friend James. Um, we were playing trios with his buddy Travis. We were on top of hospital. We had spotted somebody below. We downed him and thirsted him pretty quickly. As soon as he died, we all, all three of us, disconnected from the game at the same exact time. I booted. So I, I took it as, okay, that we both had said to each other, that was kind of strange, but we just took it as whatever. Maybe it's just normal Call of Duty stuff with the net code, and we just got booted. And then I found out that it's so, been exploiting the game. Yes. Well, Dave found out that people have been using an exploit, and I found out through repeated play sessions and solos and duos and all kinds of Warzone setups that it was almost right after I killed somebody or exactly when I killed somebody, I would get disconnected from the game. Weird. So what a lot of people are doing is using an exploit that basically targets you as a player and says, well, you're not legitimately connected to the server right now. 
and so it boots you. Hmm. Um, and they activate this usually right after they get killed, <laughs> um, because they're just salty and they don't want anybody else to have fun if they can't win. Well, I think what's happening is that they get your player ID from their console commands, basically, or from they can filter out your player ID when they die, and then they fucking kick you off. That sounds fun. Yes. But the hackers have been... The hackers are now off the charts with their fucking aimbots and their lock-on hacks. I'm talking about getting cross-mapped by people who have, like, reflex sights or even iron sights on their guns. Um getting like lasered by people with SMGs from a good hundred yards away because they had no recoil mods on them. Just Yeah, I've seen MP seven mods like that. Just all kinds of ridiculous shit is happening. It's I'm talking about it now because Call of Duty has done some press or Infinity Ward has done some press this week saying that they banned that, the um another ban wave is coming soon. They're looking into a collection of reports that they received looking into the people who have been reported most and having a team sit down and review real-time game footage from around the time they started killing people or even so entire wars. if I get banned that. this week, you know what? Yeah. Now, they're looking at people who have, like, ridiculously high kill counts in Warzone, especially. So if people I get who banned have, like, this week, you know what? They're just looking at people who have, like, 30 kills by the time the second or third circle's up. Like, nobody should be fragging out that much. Unless they're um, hot dropping hospitals. But nobody really good. No, these people are Dave the thing is, is the legitimate kill record in in Warzone. Like the legitimate no hacking. I actually played the game the way it was meant to be played. Kill record in Warzone is around the thirty mark. So people who are getting thirty kills by the time the third circle closes in, they are definitely up to something. And my monitors just shut off because I was idle. <laughs> Why is it wiggle, still set? Wiggle, wiggle. I forgot to change my power settings. Well. Every new computer I've ever bought, that was, I think, the first thing I set is to not. Always on. Yeah, to not go in. I always love that. I think even on desktops, the way that they describe it, it's like, uh, do you want it to be always on when plugged in? I'm like, it's a desktop computer. When is yeah. it not plugged in? I don't know. What's really weird is my, my power supply unit, this uh, EVGA or... Is it EVGA? Suck my unit. Yeah. Well, no. It's a power supply unit. It's a 1200 watt power supply unit. It is massively overkill for the PC I have right now. Mm. Um, But it's got a switch on the back to turn it to an eco mode. Which I didn't bother to look at how the eco mode works, so I haven't turned it on yet. But I'm pretty sure it just cuts the power supply wattage in half and keeps it running like that as long as the PC is turned on. I haven't tried it yet because I'm trying to find out one small issue I have right now is my RAM clock speed. It is way under clocked for some reason, and I do not know why. Mm -hmm. But I was able to set up all my RGB in it, so that's good. I figured out how to do that. It took me five different utilities working through those to figure out how to do it. Did you um get it all started and fixed today, or did you start on it last night? I did it all last night. I was up till 2 o'clock in the morning getting this thing put together and ready to go. Gotcha. How much thermal paste did you use? <laughs> a drop side. I didn't use a thermal paste applicator and make my CPU IHS look like a Jackson Wait, Pollock painting. you got to use the whole bottle. That's why they give you the whole bottle. No, you have to use the little applicator, the fucking spatula thing that the Verge used to apply the thermal paste the with. Applicator. <laughs> that 
fucked up this thermal paste everywhere. And you got to use the fucking CPU installation tool because your fingers be aren't good enough. Posted. And remember to install all your braces and hammer it in and screw with confidence. Always screw with confidence. Yes. That's a shirt. Remember to take the long That's screws. <laughs> take the long screws that come with your radiator and just screw right through the radiator with no fans attached. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will never stop ragging on that PC build. It is the absolute perfect example of how not to build a computer. Alright, well let's stop talking about building <laughs> computers and talk about a console that you don't need to buy because Xbox doesn't want you to buy it because why the fuck not? <clears throat> or why, why? Why Why do they need it? Because every game they fucking showed off is coming to uh -huh. Game Pass. Uh, so yeah, this past week, we finally got our first look at the I guess launch year, maybe? Of the Xbox Series X? We'll say launch season. Launch season, yeah. Um... And I'm going to go through uh, this article showing everything shown, which includes the stuff that was in front of the uh, the actual press conference, which I think Nate and I... Oh, Nate, you I'm looking most at of the that. Screen Rant article right now. Oh, I'm on Kotaku's. Just because it was... I already had it open. Um, so yeah, running through the, the random shit before, um, we got Xbox is finally getting Dragon Quest as Nate and I we're very entertained by how much we we both love Dragon Quest games. Which is not is that at all. Is that sarcasm? I was going to say Yeah, I don't like them either. I like the music for this game. That... Dan, 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 well, like dan, I said while we were streaming it, I understand the appeal of a Dragon Quest game. It's for those people who love old school JRPGs. JRPGs. Want that turn-based, min-maxing style combat. Turn-based jerpers. But for me, it is just... There's nothing new in a Dragon Quest game. There are fucking, what, like, nine, ten of these games now. There yeah. is nothing new to experience in a Dragon Quest game. There's great stories in them, I'm sure, but gameplay-wise, mechanics-wise, there is nothing new in these games. Yeah. Um, after that, they showed off... Yeah, and that's actually coming to... game. It's actually also coming to Game Pass. Oh, I didn't even realize. Are all these also coming to Game Pass? I guess they are. Um... That comes to Game Pass December 4th, uh, NPC. Uh, next up was Exo Mecha, which is kind of Titanfall-y, but 100% is just Transformers. It's like Titanfall, Transformers, and Pacific Rim all stuck together. Yeah. Um, it makes... It's very... It's very shiny. It looks pretty. Um, it looks but like, really nice, but it gets zero yeah, yeah, it literally gets to the point where it's like, all right, you're running and gunning, and you're getting in robots, and you're getting in stuff, and then there's these giant robots, and then there's a giant robot dragon, and I'm like, this is this is Transformers, the game. Basically. Uh, da, da, da. It is a free-to-play competitive game. I'm sure it's coming to other consoles as well, but that comes out next year. Um, I like this. Hey, it's a competitive <sighs> FPS. It looks like it was dreamed ride. up by Michael Bay. Very much so. Uh, next up was not a Stranger Things game. Um, it took a little bit before anybody could actually figure it out, but Echo Generation, which is like one of those voxel-looking games. It's a voxel-style game that very much looks like the several tellings of the 80s children go on an adventure and fight a monster yeah. story um, telling. Creepy clown shit. 
it really it really just looks like even watching this now it still like is this it's it, stranger things roleplay man um yeah action adventure turn-based battles uh i don't if it's on game pass which i believe it is i'll probably check it out but that's about it i won't actually i i, I don't like turn-based games i like pokemon and i like golden sun i think there's another golden sun there's another turn-based game that I like, Golden but it's not coming to my mind right now. Why can't Nintendo needs to either just put all the Golden Sun games on the Switch or give me a new goddamn Golden Sun game? <laughs> uh, next up was Hello Neighbor Two, which that game's creepy. It is. I, um, I don't really know what else to say because I haven't really I haven't played it. I've only watched other people play it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a unique take on survival horror, is what it is. Yeah, it's a cartoony, scary game. Which the last survival horror game I played was Resident Evil. Yeah. Re- well, uh, see, Hello and- Neighbor, Hello Neighbor is a survival horror game about literally breaking into a house. Yeah. So <laughs> something's up with your you your neighbor's weird. You want to find out what's going on. And you got to break into his house to find out what's going Just on. Hello Neighbor 2 looks a lot darker than the first Hello Neighbor. Yeah. Um, that's a, and I was going to say, that's another publisher that I'm a big fan of, Tiny Build. Uh, their, uh, their main logo, their Tiny Build's main logo is from one of their first games. Um, oh, what the fuck? My mind's blanking. What is, there's No Time to Explain, I think is the name mm-hmm. of it. It's the one with the laser and the giant crab robot and then a giant laser shark and then more <laughs> giant laser robots. It's fun. There's one guy that throws football explosives. <laughs> <laughs> See, that seems like Dave's kind of thing. Um, is this the last one? Yeah, and the last thing that was shown off was Balan Wonderland, which I mentioned. It's a new seg- It's a new... Um, Square Enix game. Square Enix uh, IP. And it was one of those things where, like, watching it, I'm like, this looks super Sonic-y. Like, very Sonic aesthetics to the character designs and everything. And it turns out the reason why is because it's from uh, veteran Sega developers that made Knights and worked on other Se- uh, Sonic games. Um, yeah. That one it is... looks It looks entertaining. It's got that transforming style it's pretty... feel of, like, a Mega Man or Mario yeah, Odyssey. It's... A whole bunch of different abilities, uh, which with have with have which have funny names and designs to them. Um, it's just an action platformer, which I mean, I'll, I love that kind of shit. Uh, I don't know. I doubt this one is coming to Game Pass because it is a Square Enix game. Uh, who knows? Because everything else in their, like I was saying, in their showcase were coming to. Game Pass with launch date, day and release, day and date and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But that one is coming to Series X, PS5, the current generations, and then Switch and PC. Which Switch, I, I guess, yeah, that game doesn't look too graphically intense for it to not be a Switch game. No. But um, then again, where Nintendo excels on porting games to the Switch is just optimization. Their yeah. GPU and CPU are massively underpowered, but they optimize games to work really well with that hardware. Yeah. Sometimes you end up with not the greatest looking thing. But, hey, if you have no other choice and that's the only way you can play something like a uh, Witcher 3 or something like that, go for it. You still get to play it and enjoy the game. It really, the, the visual of that game doesn't take away from the experience in most cases, I don't think. 
course, I don't like the gameplay of that game, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the the pre-intro. That was Nate and Nate and I were we weren't even streaming at that point. I think it was just us watching. We were mm-hmm. watching, kind of funny while they were watching that the intro because yeah. they were live commenting on it. And I'm like, well, I'll enjoy other people talking about this shit that I don't really care about. Um, and they would like quiet up and turn the volume up for the the world exclusives or premieres or whatever. World um, premiere. World premiere. Console exclusive. Game Pass games. Um, but yeah, got, we start off with the best way to possibly start off the whole thing. Right into Halo. We get the cutscene. We get we get a cutscene. We get a demo. Is the thing a playable demo of Halo Infinite? Yeah, which, not playable for us, but playable for other yeah, people. Yeah, I was really hoping that because when we when that popped up, I'm like, oh, do you think they would just throw that playable demo up because they're doing this whole demo week kind of thing? Sadly, they did not. It would have been amazing. Um, it's also to me gives reason for it. Kind of dismisses some of the complaints people had about the footage, which we talked about mm-hmm. last night at dinner um just the the visuals the visuals did not look the greatest in some people's opinions um, i thought they looked fine yeah i just watched it yeah there's some things like certain screenshots or individual frames it's like yeah it doesn't look the best when you look frames and nitpicking that goes on with this kind of thing yeah. here's the thing about visuals in a game in general first of all we know that this was a demo this mm-hmm. game as far as we know, is slated for holiday of this year, so it's not finished yet, and it may not be optimized. I also found out from Rich at Review Tech USA that Halo Infinite, at the time they were showing that demo, was not running on a Series X; it was running on a PC. Yeah, um, which means that the Series X may have special optimization just for Halo Infinite. On top of that, these these visuals will be updated as time goes on. That's a given. And the screenshots that were picked out to scrutinize on the videos are like these extreme close-ups of enemies' faces and stuff like that. Details that while you're playing the game, you're probably not going to care about that much. And the thing is, and the reason why I'm kind of like a little bit more defensive about how people are treating it is... Those screenshots weren't just people randomly taking those taking screenshots and throwing them up being like, look at this shit. They were actually part of the press kit. You download the press kit and those screenshots are actually included in there. So yeah. I feel like that's even them being like, hey, yeah, it looks like this. We're not trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I was more excited for what looks like the gameplay changes that are coming to Halo Infinite. Yeah, Master Chief got a whip now. We whip him. Let's go. You got, You're yeah, shaking we... up the formula. You have the grappling hook. Which and I am everyone so fucking excited. On on about. Now I it's a whip. great addition to mobility. Here's the thing about mobility whip. and Halo, watch though. A lot of people complained that sprinting had sort of changed the entire way that Halo multiplayer in particular plays. Yes. Because maps have to be more open, they have mm. to be larger to allow for that enhanced mobility. Unless it's going to be up to the map designers in Halo Infinite to really nail map design if they want multiplayer to be any good. Because with a grappling hook, there's going to be a lot more movement options and a lot more verticality included. Just put a big cooldown on it, it'll be fine. Um, 
Well, oh, beyond the grappling hook, the grappling hook was cool. We got that part. Another cool thing, just small little touch detail that they added. Uh, you can now pick up and throw fusion coils. Yes. So the explosive barrels of Halo fusion coils. You can coil pick up and throw them while not in be fucking weaponized for you now. The uh, not the creative well, mode. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not right. you're not playing through a legendary playstyle and a random shot hits a fusion coil behind you and you die. Yeah. You're not like, "Oh, look, throw this at the bad guy, kill the fuck out of him." Yes. Um, um no, You don't have you play... also don't have to time it. You don't have to wait for somebody to get close to a fusion coil anymore. You have yes. the control. The gameplay stuff that I was excited about the most had to deal with the map design for the single player and the weapons. Weapon meta is always a big part of halo multiplayer and just even the halo single player what weapons are best in which situations how do they function what tools are going to be considered overpowered versus which are utility versus which are just garbage tier um the weapons that we saw in it um the assault rifle is very reminiscent of reach style assault rifle so it's much more accurate less ammo count the standard assault rifle that we've been used to for a couple oh, man. of years. Oh man, I like the DMR, the twenty shot DMR. Yeah. When it so was like the twenty rack, shot rack, DMR rack, rack. turns out to maybe not be a DMR, not a semi-auto weapon, but a full auto sort of heavy assault rifle kind of weapon. Um, it fires a lot faster than at least the old school DMR. We know that much. Damn. It's got limited mag capacity, so it's probably going to be one of those weapons where it is a full auto weapon, where you've got a choice between that and the assault rifle. This one is more about making your shots count than the assault rifle is. You're um, not going to throw away your shot? <laughs> no. The pistol that they showed off was not the Magnum. It's not a new Magnum. It is a completely different pistol that just functions like a normal pistol. Capture it? We've got some new weapons. We've got some new brute weapons as well. One of them that looks like a plasma three-shot launcher, grenade launcher style I'm excited about that shotgun with the fucking barrel attachment. So there was a pistol we saw, which I'm not sure if it was a shotgun pistol, but that's got a drum mag on it as well. It's like a brute pistol. We saw a plasma carbine, which was reminiscent of the old... It's thank pronounced you. carbine. Thank you, Dave. I told him multiple times it is pronounced carbine, and he's like, it's carbine. Carbine. Anyway, the plasma shooty gun was <laughs> much better. It's now a hold on, super hold on, fast hold on, burst hold on, shot weapon. Hold on. Carbine. Alright. You can't can you hear what I'm hitting right now? Carbine. No. No? Okay, hold on. On the top of Google, when you go into Google and you see this at the top, you hit a button and it reads it for you. Just wanna we're going to get this out of the way so we don't ever have to hear you pronouncing it the wrong way. Okay. Well, here you go. Carbine. In response. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to know what I'm about to look at. It's just the Google pronunciation of the word. I literally typed in pronounce carbine. Carbine. That makes no sense. Why are they pronouncing the same word two separate ways? Carbine. Because the word can be pronounced either way. Well, I think... Oh, you know what it is? This is American pronunciation. 
There we go. There you Carbine. go. Anyway. That's what it is. It's the d dumb American version. The cla plasma carbine is... No! Oh my god! <laughs> the plasma carbine <laughs> is... The caribou. Not fully automatic. It's a burst fire weapon the now. Caboose. Which, it's much more accurate than other plasma weapons. It looks plasma like it's going to be great for melting shields real fast. Yeah, I mean, I'm like excited to, to run around with the, the plasma carasaber or Russo. <laughs> Um, we saw the new pistol. We also saw the shotgun that you just talked about. Drum mag yeah, shotgun. Drum Looks like it has much more range than a traditional shotgun does. I don't know if the traditional shotgun will make it return, but um, this shotgun looks pretty powerful for what it is. So, and as so, they've already said that um, one thing they've the, talked about... The spread is not as crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The So, with this game, they've said the world itself is... Oh shit! I was just reading it. Is it two times bigger? Sorry, my thing scrolled back up. Um, the game's open world is apparently bigger than all the levels in the last two games combined, uh, which is awesome. Um, but at the mm -hmm. same time, they've also come out and said that their plan is to basically make. You remember Bungie's original plan for Destiny, where they were going to make it a ten-year create a platform to yeah. expand on. That so, is what they're doing with Halo Infinite, right? Yeah. That's what they say they're doing they, with Halo they Infinite. They say they want to do that with expand on. Yeah, They'll take this world, they'll have the first campaign, and then I guess keep making more campaigns. It's not like a living world, like the world of Destiny and all that kind of shit. It's still a single-player game, as far as we know. Um, mm -hmm. So I feel like there's no point in making it like, hey, guess what, this single-player game is now, like, hey, look at this event going well, on. The idea that these companies are trying to get away from is numbered individual games mm -hmm. is, you know, that has been the business model for games for a long time. Even Destiny, you know, had to renege and do a Destiny 2. Yeah. So I don't blame them for that. I blame I, I don't blame them either. I blame Activision, Activision for that yeah. entirely. Um Will Halo be the first game to really actually nail that promise of we're going to have a game that's finally not an MMO that actually is going to serve as a platform to expand upon over time? Are we going to get new campaign content, new multiplayer content for a continuous number of years well, that's the in plan. the future the plan is for with the same years. game purchase? The, their plan is for the next 10 years for Halo Infinite to be that that uh, building yeah. block, basically. Which um, I wouldn't mind at all. I mean, the game so far looks fantastic to me. I'm interested mostly in the narrative and how that's going to be expanded upon from Halo 5. So, um, and that's the thing about what we've seen so far. It feels like <laughs> there, obviously, he hasn't meant, he didn't say anything about Cortana. We have heard nothing about yeah. any of the the original plot line from five. Um, well, I have to assume that the demo that we played through is not the first part of the campaign. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, we do know that it now has a direct connection between the, the mainline Halo series is now having a direct connection to the Halo Wars game, mm -hmm. uh, which I never got into. I've read a lot of the stuff behind it just because like the, those RTS are definitely not my kind of game. Um, oh no, I couldn't even begin to play Halo Wars. I stopped like at the third mission. Dave, I can't. Did you play through Halo Wars, Dave? He's gonna be right back. He's not here. Right oh, now. I didn't hear him. Sorry. He, he put it in the chat. Oh, that's why I didn't hear him. Um, 
Yeah, I never got into it. Uh, but I always I like the idea of you have the covenant. The covenant got rid of these people because they fucking hated them. They banished them, and then these guys became so powerful that even the covenant covenant can't get rid of them. Yeah, like a broken sector of their section of their own people were like, no, 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 fuck you. That's kind of been the running theme of any Covenant force for a long time, is a force will split off from the Covenant Covenant or get defeated, mm-hmm. and they'll sort of regroup and reform and try to form a new Covenant around a new ideal. And then this time, the Brutes seem to be back in charge. They're the big bads that you got to worry about. They're still elites and grunts and jackals yeah. and other races all mixed in with them still. Um, I'm mostly excited... What Halo really suffers from is sort of ignoring the potential for narrative in certain details. So, for example, in this demo, we did see the elites fighting alongside the brutes. Mm -hmm. Now, everyone wants to fight elites. They're a cool enemy to fight. How are the elites included in this new brute hierarchy now? Why are the Sangheili fighting with the Jaranhe, they're called. Um, the what? The the brutes. That's what their actual alien race is called. Oh well, I was gonna say this isn't the, the whole sector. They're just called the banished at this point. Yeah. Well, the why are they fighting with the banished, and what do these group of elites hope to gain by fighting with them? I want to see some interaction, not just between you as Master Chief and these aliens you're killing, but how are they interacting with one another? And what does each faction hope to gain by engaging in these fights? Um, The main brute guy, I mean, we got a lot of dialogue from him right at the end of the demo. It seems like he's just, he is the quintessential brute. He is in it strictly for the fight. He sees Master Chief as a worthy challenge now and wants to take him on. Um, It's got that very, like, Viking warrior feel to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Talking about Assassin's Creed? No. No, not there yet. Also, um, we're not getting that at all. We're still in Halo. Yeah. Um, but uh, all, all I can say is I'm excited for what Halo Infinite has in store. We haven't had a Halo game for a couple of years now. Hey, um, that's not true. We've now gotten what we should have had for six years ago or whatever with Halo <laughs> or Master Chief Collection. Well, that's true. But and uh, now one, we've got ODST through three available on PC. Mm hmm. I'm just, I'm excited for what it is. You're back fighting on a Halo ring again. You're not on Earth or anywhere else. You're you're back on an actual ring. He's it looks a, to be the installation you may have blown up in the first Halo game. Yeah, that is what I'm wondering, if it is the original Halo that you fought on. Um, obviously, we don't know yet. Uh, but I, I like the fact that it's like, hey, we already have another human, or human, but, you know, a non-Spartan friend, companion yeah. kind of thing with uh, the pilot of the, the pilot. ship that picked you up. I can't remember if they gave him a name or whatever. Which again makes me think it isn't the first area of the campaign because he mentions finding Master Chief and bringing him here and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so next up, I think you guys are were excited about this. Uh, I know I'm just terrified of fucking zombie deer because of it. Uh, they announced State of Decay 3 is already in the works. Uh, yes. Obviously, no release date or anything. Uh, I just I love that the trailer just threw you for a loop the entire time. We didn't know what it was till the very end. <laughs> yeah, because you got just 
a lone camper survivor, survivor or whatever, just at a campsite mm -hmm. um, or around a fire. But you, you saw like wolves chasing a deer early on in the trailer, and you thought like, oh, she's following a blood trail. The the wolves have taken out the deer. That's what you think, right? Well, I mean, it starts off with the 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 wolf wolves mm -hmm. or the wolf in the. Uh, the dark you can oh, see yeah, his eyes, she, you see she, his shape and she scares him off by doing the like i'm bigger than you rawr, kind of shit um mm -hmm. and that's when you find her following that blood path yes the but then day. you find the deer munched on the wolf corpse so <laughs> god that the moment because you, you're like okay it's eating the wolf all right that's kind of weird and then it turns <laughs> and you got the reveal of the half zombified face dave have you watched this trailer yet no it sounds like the beginning of a train to busan <laughs> ah, okay. Well, it's, it looks like State of Decay 3 may be something entirely different than the first two games. I love the shit out of State of Decay 1, and when State of Decay 2 came out, I was kind of in a funk, depression-wise, and I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't I think really... you, did, you didn't enjoy it because of that. I think you didn't enjoy it because the game was far too big and required far too much of the player to actually enjoy it. <laughs> Well, I, do, I will yeah. say, I know... It uh, wasn't as easy of an experience to enjoy. Damien, Damien and Lou fucking loved it. They played the shit out of it. But it was also another opportunity that they would not have played that game if not for Game Pass. Mm -hmm. uh, that's well, definitely, definitely one of those, oh, yeah, definitely would have known about this or played this without this. Without I think Microsoft is being very smart with their decisions to release certain things on Game Pass. Games that they know people will not <laughs> take on if they got a... Nate, you gotta remember, it's not they're being smart on what's releasing. They are just putting every single first-party title on well, Game Pass. that's true as well. Yeah, not only on Game Pass, but also on PC. But that's good, because it keeps people invested in that service. It makes people want to continue using Game Pass, because it means that there's always a constant stream of content now. And they're just and because better. And because they have to compete with PlayStation Plus, which has really stepped their game up. No, no it hasn't. <laughs> Yes, they have. PlayStation Plus the, the is quality of games compared. that you get for free on PlayStation Plus is way better than the quality everything of game... Xbox offered on Game Pass up until two yes. years ago. So up the until they changed of, it. The quality of games available through PlayStation Plus has increased. The issue is with the PlayStation Plus service itself and how it releases those games. Game Pass is like a game vault. There are games there constantly. Some games do get removed, which is okay. They're up there for a whole lot of time for people to consider playing and finishing those games. But so PlayStation get... Plus, you get the games forever as long as you're nope. PlayStation Plus. So, so, okay, so here's that. That's what I want to bring up. PlayStation Plus, like games, like uh, Xbox Gold, has the monthly free games. But the difference is, if you stop being a Games with Gold member, you still get to play those games. If you no, you don't. Yeah, you do. If, if you lose your, your live subscription, you don't get to keep those games. Yeah, you do. You don't get to keep or to play any of the Game Pass games. No, no, no. I'm not well, talking about I'm not talking about that. Just the free, game, just the free games you get through gold. You're yeah. still able the, to play The free games power. through gold are mostly shit. The Game Pass games are the saving grace of the Game Pass service. Like The That's free the games with gold game are Pass? fucking speed climbers and fucking games that you play for fun for like one day or two sessions. And then you fucking put them down and you're never playing well, again. I got Mercenaries through Game Pass Gold, and that game is fucking a gem, so how dare you? <laughs> um, um, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Xbox no longer needs to put in the effort, or not the effort, but they don't really need to invest 
in the free games with gold games as much, in my opinion, because of Game They Pass. don't, but it's there for a reason, and those games with gold aren't just always absolute shit. There are good games amongst those games, and games I have wow. never considered playing before. I've gotten through those free games I get monthly. That's because they debut you've played some, a lot of those games. Yeah, back on, so. before Game Pass existed, yes. Yeah. When um, they had to offer good quality games to compete with PlayStation Plus. Well, and that's the you're thing. Sh- you're the... shooting yourself in the foot in this argument. No, I'm not. But because PlayStation what I'm Plus... Saying, okay, so what we're saying here is that PlayStation Plus is nowhere near touching the level that Game Pass is, even with good quality games. They, they just aren't keeping up with that content stream at all. There are still terrible games available through Game Pass. Yeah. Even. I was going to say there's terrible they, games through PlayStation Plus. Um, the issue with PlayStation Plus is that you have to remain a PlayStation Plus member even when they're giving you free content. You still have to pay for that service to enjoy your free content. If you're going to continue to own the system, I don't understand why you would not have the, the, the subscription service for it. So, all right, PlayStation Plus, the only thing you get is your access to online play and your two free games a month. Xbox online or Xbox Gold, all you get is online and you, however many games you get free. Yeah, and we're paying twice as much for Game Pass than what they pay for PlayStation Plus. My year of Game Pass Ultimate is one hundred and eighty dollars. The difference is, if you look at PlayStation Plus, and then you also their com- competition, the competition between Xbox and PlayStation is <coughs> PS Plus and Game Pass. It's Game Pass and PS Now. PS Now. Is, is bullshit trash app or a trash service um and they've it's, been trying to make it better in the trash service because in their struggle to try to make it better they have consistently somehow made it worse the ps now is a clusterfuck of games that people could play if they just invested 20 dollars in buying a ps2 i mean there's nothing on there that is new, fresh, or even interesting, old I'm stuff that's interesting that people stuff. want to play. We're paying three times as much for it as we normally play for a well, lot. I'm paying dollars a year. So I'm paying three times as much for it. We like this service. Dave, are you but basically, doing... basically, for two first-party games a year, we get to play all the first-party games. So basically, if you had previously bought like two Microsoft games per year, you just get to play all of them. Um, are you pay- are you doing you're doing ultimate though right you're doing a year of ultimate every every year yes yeah okay so that means you are paying for... 180 dollars well, for say live for game pass and for game pass pc yeah and starting next month or september I x can't cloud x cloud as well yeah no additional cost for that while playstation well, has not brought up anything about that kind of stuff all i can say is it's a good service <laughs> But anyway, uh, more stuff about the Xbox event. Um, let me just go down the list because I have it in front of me. Oh, stuff the, that the next game was something that not even you care about. It's the new Forza game. It's yeah, Forza Motorsport. Not even a numbered entry in yeah, the franchise, but I do not care for the motorsport games. I understand their target audience is the super competitive, you know, track racing enthusiast. I prefer Forza Horizon, where I can take all those fancy supercars and launch them off mountains if I want to. Yeah. Um, up next um, was Everwild, got... which was the rare game that we've know we've known the name of, but we haven't really seen anything for. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks the visual of the. It's just a cinematic 
game or cinematic trailer. It looks pretty, but we don't know what the gameplay is in any way. We don't. The theme of the game seems to be centered around pagan magics and connecting with nature. Yeah. Um, but I think we that was we were talking about because you had been watching Avatar, so you felt you felt it was very Avatar, especially with the weird like crossbreed looking animals. Um, yeah. Up next was your, I think you were most excited for, for the entire night, was uh, Tell Me Why, the new yep. game from Don't Nod. Don't Nod, a.k.a. The Tear Factory. <laughs> um, um, first chapter comes out August 27th, available. I will Pass. most likely play it as soon as it comes out. I don't know what it is about Don't Nod's narrative experiences that capture me. It's probably just the characters and... I thought playing through Life is Strange was a, enough of an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> playing through Life is Strange 2, the two episodes that I did play, was still enough. Yeah. Because like at the end of episode at the end of every episode, some kind of tragedy has struck these two brothers. <laughs> but it's always unexpected. That's the thing. They keep doing it, but <laughs> it's still unexpected somehow. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of get to the point that it's expected that something's gonna well, happen? Then they connected it with another game because there was a demo for Life is Strange 2 where you played as a different Yeah, Captain Awesome or something like that. When you load up episode 2, it says, hey, your experience may change if you have or haven't played this demo. That's cool. So I went back and played the demo, and then that kid gets hit by a fucking car. Which isn't a spoiler, by the way, because you can change that outcome entirely. (laughs) Oh, God. So yeah, I know you're excited for that. I probably won't play it because I don't really... I'm not a big fan of those... uh, the narrative-driven choose-your-own-adventure story kind of thing. Um, I know, Dave, Dave, you played a lot of the Telltale ones, though, right? Um, I played the Borderlands game. I played all the Walking Deads. Yeah. Um, Did you do the Borderlands? I started... Said Borderlands. I meant to say... I started Wolf Defense. Among Us, yeah, but I stopped because they killed Snow White. Okay, well, spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but play the rest of the fucking game. Yeah, as somebody that has only read the comics and that knows that the comics come after that, that storyline, yeah, play the rest of the game. Um, so yeah, they only, next up, real quick, was they, they announced that there's going to be a big optimization update for Ori and the Will of the Wisps when it comes to Xbox Series X. Uh, and then uh, the next was what I call the Obsidian Power Hour within five minutes which was grounded which is that survival multiplayer game honey i shrunk the kids uh is coming to xbox game preview july 28th obviously we get that for quote-unquote free with game pass um i'm excited to play that i always i love the stupid little um survival games especially when you get to create and build your own houses and shit it's kind of like minecraft but you know not well, it's possible. like Minecraft, but with tools that Minecraft is you're building things block by block. You're yeah. left up to you're left up to your own devices and own imagination. Yeah. This one's more crafting. Survival games are more streamlined to give you a certain set of crafting tools and materials to work with. Uh, and of course, one of my favorite features that they didn't show off in the in the trailer or whatever, uh, they have an arachnophobia meter slider. So, in the game, because you're tiny little people, there are spiders that are giant, but they have it set that you can actually adjust what they look like with this slider. So, if you hate spiders, you can make it so they don't really look spidery. <laughs> you can turn the arachnophobia slider all the way down to the point where 
I think at that point spiders don't spawn anymore in the game. I think it's they spawn, but they look like just glowing eyes or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, which I thought I think that's a funny idea as somebody that fucking hates spiders in every goddamn game. Um, <laughs> next up, they showed the new DLC pack or new DLC expansion coming to the Outer Worlds on September 9th. It's called the Peril yep. of Gorgon. Peril on Gorgon. Um, you fly to a new game area and you do more quests. Yeah, uh, I still need to go back and play that game because I never finished it. And like I said during the stream, I'm probably just going to restart it. Dave, did you ever play any Outer Worlds? Worlds, Worlds, not Wilds. Wait, which one? Outer Worlds. The the Outer Worlds. Is that the space one where you're the astronaut, or the RPG one where the uh, you're the astronaut? The RPG one. The RPG one, not the astronaut. <laughs> The I played. I played the RPG one until you get off the first. Or no, I didn't get off the first planet. I went to fight a badass monkey thing, and it fucked me up, and I died. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I beat the game and got the quote-unquote good ending for the game. I want to get that dumb ending. Well, we've talked the, about that, right? We've talked about the dumb game, ending. Yeah. The dumb ending is there, but they're, the game tries to steer you in two directions. Basically, are you like a corporate shill thug, or are you trying to follow this crazy mad scientist plan to free all the people who are frozen on your ship? I like the free. Yeah, not? Um, no, you know, normally I kill everybody, but I, I found out recently that once I find a character that wants to be my friend, I'm like, I'll do whatever makes it so you don't leave me. Speaking of kill everybody and Obsidian RPGs, I remember talking to Mouse. He told me a story that one time he re-rolled a new character on Fallout New Vegas and decided he was going to be a psychopath, just a total sociopath, total, total asshole. Is that the one that he and just he, ran around and punched he, people? He killed the doctor, the one that saves you. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've done that multiple places. Gives you all your special stats. He's I like, yeah, I found, a, I found a pipe. I found a pipe in his fucking in his dresser, and I beat him to death with it. <laughs> I mean, it's right there. Why would they put weapons in there if you're not supposed uh, to kill him? I've done that multiple times in New Vegas. The very first weapon I find is what I kill the doctor with, and then I just go on a rampage all the way from that doctor into New Vegas. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get back to play that, so hopefully I can get it, get to the point that I can play the expansion. Uh, but the most important update from Obsidian was that they really 100% came out and said, go fuck yourself, Bethesda, by announcing <laughs> Avowed, which is they basically... Really Skyrim. It's better looking Skyrim. I love the comparisons about the magic where it's mm -hmm. like you look at this cool glowing all over the hand and everything versus the little bit of sparks in the hand in, in Skyrim. Spellcasting in Skyrim is even a step down from what it was in Oblivion. In Oblivion when you hit certain levels in certain schools of magic um, you unlocked a table you were able to use at the Mages College in the game and you could literally custom make spells in the actual oh yeah um, yes yeah, so you could custom craft your own spells you could do all kinds of crazy stuff with magic and oblivion that you can't do in skyrim skyrim's biggest benefit was being able to dual wield spells you can have like one spell of one element in one hand and one spell at another hand or you can combine those spells in both hands do dual casting and make the spells effect more powerful but you weren't able to do the crazy insane stuff with magic that you could do in oblivion at all yeah but yeah, I'm excited that they announced that it's kind of entertaining to me that uh, they announced this. Now, the only question I have is this is now the first game uh, ignoring Grounded because whatever, that's a survival, whatever. 
Uh, this is their first art, first-person RPG under Microsoft, and I'm wondering if it's going to be a Xbox exclusive or if it will be. I'm not counting Steam because obviously they've gotten to the point that they're releasing everything on Steam as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I am wondering if this is going to be just on Xbox or if they're going to let it go to PlayStation as well. Because I, I mean, think they've made any announcement. I don't think they did either. Either way, I'll be if the game if we get more details about it in the future, which we definitely will. Um, if the game looks exciting, it may supplant Skyrim as my longest played RPG. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be cool. I'm, I'm excited about it. We don't know any release date or anything. Obviously, it it's probably. Oh no! This, was this the one that we actually said it was for? It looked like it was actually further along than we thought it originally was. I mean, it did. Um, they definitely put detail into the short bit they showed. Yeah. I mean, we've seen people have actually taken, like they often do on YouTube, that trailer completely apart, frame by frame, and analyzed down to the nat's ass, um, down to translating the runes on the blade that you're, that the character in the trailer pulls out. Yeah. Um, down to looking at the pattern he scries with his hand to cast the magic spell. Oh, that's cool. Just all kinds of stuff. Like, they're trying to basically extract lore from, like, a 30-second trailer. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, Dave, I'm guessing you haven't watched the trailer for this yet either, right? Correct. Alright, I'm gonna put that in the thing, too, so you can watch that if you want to. Um... Next up was the most boring and dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life during one of these events, but I guess, hey, you gotta put that kind of stuff out. It's a narrative game, interactive narrative game called As Dusk Falls. Uh, The entire time the trailer happened, Nate and I just made fun of the fact that it was one of those still still image characters while other things in the background are animated. Um, Well, I've said that developers like to call it stylistic choice. I like to call it being lazy. Or broke, not having the money. Or broke, not having enough money to hire an actual animator, so they just animate bits and pieces of still frames to make them look cool. Yeah. Um, um, I'm sure the thing about narrative-driven really games like is I feel like a lot of people who want to call themselves game developers start now by trying to develop a narrative-driven game because you don't have to think about mechanics, so it becomes easy to do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that one, obviously, that was gaming went we kind of just ignored it for the most part i think that might have been me running to the bathroom for that one um oh no you ran to the bathroom because there you were like i don't want to listen to a guy talk and that's when they announced about and i'm like nate you picked a bad time to pee i did but i also drank beer which i forgot alcohol goes right the fuck through me for some reason yeah uh but yeah after boring non-animated game uh bungie came out and announced or they announced that destiny 2 and all existing expansions are coming to game pass in september um as well as the new expansion beyond light uh which doesn't Mm -hmm. come out until november but i think it's kind of cool that we if you haven't or if you wanted to get back into destiny or never got a chance to play destiny 2 you'll now be able to do that again quote unquote for free I said it might be the one thing to get me back into playing Destiny 2. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'd re-roll a new character for that shit. Why not? Hell, I might just port over my uh, PC character. 
because I don't know. I think there is cross progression. I don't fucking know. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, next up was what we thought. <laughs> this is where we started like getting really. Oh, can we guess what this game is? Can we guess what this is? Uh, <laughs> we were wrong. We were thinking it might have been a new Metro Metro game. Uh, it was Stalker Two. Yep. So, like I said during that event, and I'll just say it now to reiterate, um, the original Stalker was, for lack of a better description, a better Fallout, a more streamlined Fallout. Um, it was focused a lot more on your tactics and weapons than it was just leveling up and being an OP character. Um Stalker 2, from what we saw in the trailer, assuming that all that stuff was rendered in-engine, looks pretty good. It's being developed by Ninja Theory, which developed another game on the event list, which was uh, Hellblade. Wait, are they the ones that are doing it? Yeah, Ninja Theory is doing... Or wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Sorry, GSC Game World is doing this. Never I was about mind. to say, what? I'm talking out of my ass and I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um... Anyway, Stalker 2 looks like it's going to be fun. Your friend. Um, it looks like it takes place in Pripyat, which is the main city in Chernobyl where the nuclear meltdown happened. So uh, That's where the original game took place, too. So um, Yeah. Yeah, it looks interesting. I'll probably check it out again. Coming to Game Pass, why the fuck not? Uh, after that, that and this is why you started talking about Ninja Theory. Um, they just came out and just showed a little bit more off of Hellblade 2. No new news didn't really get into any release date or anything like that um just more pretty pretty game or pretty visuals because um, mm -hmm. the they're the company that you're looking at and being like oh you are taking advantage of what this console will be able to do um yeah then we got a little music music trailer with gameplay for the uh for psychonauts 2 the game that wasn't ever supposed to happen and i still don't believe it's happening yet uh, <laughs> jack black is just it's just, a, it's just jack can't black. convince me it was a very psychedelic rock trailer and they hired jack black to sing the lyrics for the song and he's a character in the game too so yeah, he's a character in the game too i think jack black was the perfect decision to do a song like that for psychonauts after that is probably one of my favorite games that they showed off. Um, it's from the people that made SteamWorld. Um, like the Dig and Heist and all those games. Those are those are fun games. Uh, but this one is called The Gunk. It is probably the most family-friendly looking of the, all the games probably shown off. Beside, yeah, yeah, I mean, Psychonauts can get kind of fucked up. Um, I think, what did I describe it as? It looked like it, it was just... Xbox's well, it, Mario Sunshine because she's running around yeah. cleaning up this toxic waste that's basically spreading throughout this world. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we compared, we did mention like a little bit comparisons to uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Mm -hmm. I remember mentioning that too. Um, the visuals were very reminiscent of that. Yeah, they, it was a very colorful game. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Uh, that one isn't coming until 2021. Um, oh, I just realized reading that I meant to bring up back when we started talking about the Forza game that we don't really care about. Um, that is the one game during this entire event that kind of 
people are looking at Xbox and being like, you broke your promise, which was... They no, said, console, no console yeah, exclusive. They said there will not be any Xbox Series X exclusive games for the first two years of the console's lifespan. Um, mm-hmm. And during this event, they showed off Horizon, or not Horizon, uh, Forza Motorsport, and it only said on PC and Xbox Series X. Every other game it has said Xbox Series X, Xbox Series, or Xbox One X, and then po- PC Steam. I almost said Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> play Horizon Zero Horizon on oh fucking Horizon Zero Dawn too. Forza Horizon Zero Dawn on your it's Forza Pokemon. Horizon Zero Dawn. It's quite the controversial crossover. Yeah. <laughs> you race giant robot dinosaurs. I would play it on your Switch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited for the gunk. It looks fun. Uh, next up was the only game that I think Kim will play out of this entire thing, which is Tetris Effect Connected, which is just a ported version of Tetris Effect, but you now have multiple of this weird co-op, which looked really weird. Yeah, it's like a co-op multiplayer. There's like a board that's actually three boards stuck together, and the idea to get Tetris is to have everybody work together to make lines across the entire board. <laughs> Not gonna happen. No, that's, that is fuck with your friend simulator. This is one of those games that I'm not playing with Dave ever. Or me. Because Dave will just start dropping blocks just to fuck with us. Man, I Z, wish... Z, Z, Z. I wish that they made a three-player Portal 2 co-op. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> Nate would never live. It would just be me and Dave murdering the Three-player Portal 2. One person controls a character. Second person controls a character. Third player controls both guns. I remember playing Portal 2 <laughs> with both of you, and both of you did the same thing to me, where you put That's a portal somewhere, menu. and you say, Nate, go through that, and I go through that, and it just kills me. <laughs> I love the one where I have, you have to move the blocks around, and I'm like, Nate, you're good. Oh, I lied. <laughs> yeah, you fucking crushed me. <laughs> hey, man, you're good. Oh, a second button. Uh, next you purposely up, trapped me and then said, oh, don't worry, you're good, and moved the blocks and squished I didn't mean to at least once out of the <laughs> ten times I murdered you. I didn't one. mean to once. The rest of the time, totally <laughs> meant it. Uh, next up, we got, um, what do we call this? Moving on. Cheap-ass crossfire, cheap-ass Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, it's they, Crossfire X. Yeah, they're giving a campaign to the Crossfire game, which was a crossfire. multiplayer only. Yeah, thank you. Such a better theme. such a better theme song. They should have stuck with that. Um, yeah, I I never played. I haven't played any of this. I don't know if either of you have touched Crossfire at all, the multiplayer side of it or whatever. Um, it Why just would I? it just looks like a Call of Duty esque. I have game. tried so many free to play first person shooters that have tried to mimic either Counter Strike or Call of Duty. Or I played or Dirty Bomb. Try to mimic Counter Strike. Yeah. Bad game. I have played Warface. It's an okay game, but unless you're playing it co op, bad game. Show me your Warface. I have played so many of these free to play games that are trying to catch up with Call of Duty, but I'm sorry, Activision puts all their eggs in the basket when it comes to Call of Duty and they always come out on top. You're just not fucking beating them right now. Trying to find dude doing better than you do can't do it. Uh, so yeah, after that we got 
another game that we weren't sure at first what it was, and we actually still don't know what type of game it is. Um, this was an, this was another. Is this a Metro game? Because it started in like a subway tunnel. But no, it's Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide. Um, mm-hmm. It does. Say we have really no details about it other than apparently you play as an Inquisitor. It's, and the one detail I see here is it is a four-player co-op game. <laughs> so it may be more like Hulk then. I was gonna say because it, I was gonna say it might be like Vermintide in that case. Listen, everyone loves Vermintide. Space Hulk is basically Vermintide with 40k skin patched over it. So, but nobody wants to play Space Hulk. Everyone wants to play Vermintide. So, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I like the 40k universe better than the fantasy universe. You like That's sh- just me. You like shooting up, uh, shooting up giant rats. I like being in Terminator armor and carrying a fucking auto cannon strapped to my arm that mows down giant bug creatures. That's what I like. Okay. Sounds like something I like. Sounds sounds familiar. Um, next up, Nate had an orgasm. Uh, <gasps> yeah, there's a new version of Fantasy Star Online coming in 2021. I had an orgasm until I read this Reddit post that took the orgasm away entirely. Oh, no. Damn. Someone screenshot You had a ruined orgasm, Nate. Hate when Reddit Someone ruins orgasms. Screenshotted a screenshot still from the trailer for a new Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um about character transfers and features. So just to go over this very quickly, if you are a Fantasy Star Online 2 player, this will matter to you and nobody else. But your character growth will not carry over. So you can move your character to New Genesis, but your levels, your skills, your XP, all that stuff, not carrying over. Yeah, You're just no, moving a they want you to put all the time and money back into it again. Why would they make you currency not do that? Affecting the game economy will not carry over. This includes your in-game currency, your the standard Meseta you pick up off the ground, um, your fun currency, all that stuff. Not there. The stuff that will carry over is currency that you pay real-world money often to get, which is AC, Arcs Cash, and SG Star Gem. Those will be shared between both games. So you'll have hey, a pool of money these words using both. And your weapons, units, and mags, which are your little creatures you level up, um, they will be able to port over to New Genesis as well, but their functions, abilities, and appearances will temporarily change, they say. Which means they probably don't have weapon models for all the old stuff in New Genesis yet. Hmm. Um, Basically, it sounds like New Genesis, if you are an invested Fantasy Star Online 2 player, may not even be fucking worth it, honestly. Because you're going to lose a lot of your stuff just by starting over. You're probably just going to want to start a brand new character, New Genesis, and work your way from there. Yeah, why not? Do it. Maybe I'll actually check it out. No, I won't. I can't even. Sorry. I couldn't even fake it. Uh, but that seems the game is even worth it in the first place. Fantasy Star Online 2 is a game pretty much strictly about min-maxing. Like, you have to build your character the right way the first time or you have fucked up. I'm good. Um... So uh, this is the second, the penultimate, penultimate announcement that happened during the event, and uh, actually the reveal of one thing about it, penis ultimate, was kind of awesome. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. Um, this they showed off a new trailer and talked more about the medium, which we heard about back at the first event. Um, <laughs> it's a psychological horror game. You are able to swap between like a dual reality. But you're able learned, to swap 
bring it to reality at any time. Yeah. And what we learned is that both worlds, both dimensions or whatever, are simultaneously rendered. So yes. the entire time while you're in one world, the other world is also still rendered at the same exact time. So you are freely able to do it at any point. Um, and I think that's a really interesting way to do that. And it looks... Which means if you want to play this game in any kind of graphical quality, go get yourself an ETX A-board and a Threadripper because... <laughs> Holy or shit. get a Series X, obviously. <laughs> this uh, Of everything, this game is the one game that I'm like, okay, they're making this, they're optimizing it for this console. That makes sense. Uh, Just expect that one fan in the entire case for your Series X to be like going turbine speeds when you're playing this game. Hey, remember, it's got a giant-ass heat sink. That's true. <laughs> that exploded view of the Series X. When I saw that heat sink, I'm like, you cook a fucking steak on that thing. <laughs> that thing was massive. Oh, yeah, so that I, I'm excited to watch other people play that game because I can't play scary games on my own. Um, the ITX case dedicated a third of it just to heat sink. Now, Dave, <laughs> don't say it out loud. I just want to know: Do you know what the last thing that was announced was? Is Dave even here? Still? The price? No, no, no. Sadly, not. No, price. no price. We got one last game announcement, Dave. Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay. <laughs> Playground games. It's not really a game announcement. It's a fucking cinematic trailer. It is concept. a game announcement. They announced that they are it's adding... A game announcement. It's a game announcement in the same vein that the Elder Scrolls Six was a game announcement. Yeah, right. So it's fucking Star Citizen. <laughs> you literally see an establishment shot and a title card. And there we go. Game. So what, it what exists. We We're the, working on it. There Fuck off. There are two things we know now. Fable is, IP. Fable is back. <laughs> and the other thing is... That is being made by Playground Games, a.k.a. It's Forza. The Forza I drive Horizon a supercar in Fable now. <laughs> it's the Forza, Forza Horizon guys are making this. I'll um, be able to drive my McLaren in Fable. Oh, my God. Um, I, like, I had seen rumors about it, and I had heard whisperings about the people who were like, oh, it's definitely Playground Games. They're the ones making Fable. Here's the, here's the best part. Peter Molyneux is no way involved. Nope. <laughs> Except I'm pretty sure he did the voice for the trailer. No. Pretty sure that's his voice. Peter Vol Peter Molyneux's voice sounds like a dead French guy. So no. <laughs> Alright, maybe I'm not I'm pretty sure that's him from the trailer. I'm pretty sure it's not because they have like erased him from any kind of connection. Molyneux. Because here's how here's how Peter Molyneux pitched Fable for all three games. We're going to have all of these features. Game comes out. We have a tenth of these features. Have fun. <laughs> also, we're going to kill your dog. Yeah, we're going to have a oh, living and open world where you can, you know, interact with anybody in any way you want and do all these cool things. And you play the game and it's a bog standard action RPG like every other fucking game. With a fucking <laughs> click wheel, mouse wheel to decide your actions. Yes. You fucking... I actually missed that from Oblivion. Speechcraft and Oblivion was so much more fun. But anyway. Uh, Fable. It's coming out. Sometime. Eventually. Who knows when, but it's happening. Not before Forza. <laughs> Not before Forza Horizon. Because Playground makes only Forza Horizon games. Oh, man. Fable Horizon. Uh, oh, sorry. They made all of it, and then they also made the Lego version of Forza Horizon. The Fable Horizon is what I want. Oh my 
Ooh, baby. What are you ooh, baby? I just got a lucky litwick. Oh, my fucking God. Shit is lit. Wick. Yeah, so that was the Xbox event. I'm excited. And we got another one coming. Got I'm excited. Thing coming. While we're on the same vein, just to speed things up here, um, details were released about the Series X third-party expansion options. Um, how you will be able to store more stuff on your Series X. More TVs. Um, they are moving away from standard USB external hard drives and moving to Memory storage cards. expansion cards. Yeah, we knew this. We talked about this yes. like at the original event. Uh, I didn't know we talked about it. But um, the idea with these expansion cards is they are proprietary, That's but they're also a lot faster than a standard solid-state SSD because these will be M NVMe and using a proprietary optimized port on your Series X to transfer data. Mm -hmm. So they're akin to like plugging an M.2 drive into a motherboard. They're just... Very fast read-write speed, shorter loading times, better optimization for the Series X. Um, they are working on file compression heavily on the Series X to keep game sizes down. Call of Duty Modern Warfare's current um, size, current total install size, if you include all the multiplayer packs and all that stuff, is nearing 200 gigabytes already. Damn. Um, a lot of Gears games... Of War. Gears of War is like is insane as well. I think it's 300 or 350 if you add up all the DLC and maps. Yeah. A lot of games, a lot of triple A games hover between the 50 and 100 gig mark, which means Red if you've got a terabyte drive, you can install between 20 and 10 games on your Xbox One. <laughs> um, for some people, that's enough. For people like me, not nearly enough. I well, need when you a whole... have access to the catalog of Game of Game Pass, yeah, you need a lot more space. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see how it will work. I'm mostly interested on the price to performance ratio that we'll be getting out of these things. Um, normally, when it comes to storage, it's all about price per megabyte or price per gigabyte. So Seagate is the first hardware manufacturer to actually come out with this hardware already. They've got it built and ready in their warehouse to ship when the Series X ships. Yeah. And so it has been, they've been kind of partnering with Microsoft for a couple of years now with their external hard drives. Uh, I actually have one of the, the Xbox, CR, the Xbox branded, I guess. Yeah. Um, external hard drives from Seagate. That's what Seagate is known for in the realm of hardware manufacturing is they make storage. They don't really make anything else. Um, and they make, affordable and good quality storage options at that. Your new M.2 drive you had shipped to you is a Seagate Firecuda drive. Yeah. Um, Can I do anything with it? No. Because your motherboard doesn't have an M.2 slot on it, but... Um, no, I'm just... I'm interested to see how it works. See, you know, how beneficial it's really going to be to the overall storage, because we're already pushing hard drives that ship commercially now with petabytes of data available on them. So they'll cost you an arm and a leg to buy, but they're there on the consumer market. Um, you know, when is five terabytes not even going to be enough anymore? I mean, five terabytes is already not enough. If you want to, if you, let's put it this way. All right. If you were to install the entire Game Pass catalog 
you would need. I wonder if there's, oh, is there something that has how much space is required to install the current game pass? More than you library. have. Yeah, duh. I would love if there was somebody that actually made a list. Total install size of Game Pass library. Oh, Xbox community, you're good. Good-ish. Eh, nobody wants to actually give a real answer. This is on Reddit. People are saying like about four terabytes. No, about like four, four elephants? Like, what's the, you, you, you I they say about four terabytes. Oh, I didn't hear that. Currently accounts 3.7 terabytes with the missing games, things like Batman Return to Arkham, and will probably pass 4 terabytes. Yeah. So it looks anywhere between, if I'm doing a conservative estimate, between 4 and 5 terabytes of total storage you would need. And then that's just for Game Pass games. If you also have games you already own, or those free games with gold games that Dave doesn't give a shit about. Uh... <laughs> well, it's... One of the, the thing about storage when it comes to PC and console hardware is your storage, your physical storage device begins to throttle itself when you start reaching maximum capacity. Oh, yeah. The read-write yeah, speeds will not, not keep up because it has to sort through more data to find what you are trying to call up. Um. Now, there are solutions to that. A lot of solid-state drives now have DRAM caches built into them. Um, you have NVMe on M.2 drives, which makes rewrites fa rewrite speeds incredibly fast and makes memory sorting a whole lot easier. If you have things like um, error checking and correcting RAM on your motherboard anywhere, that helps a lot as well. So there are ways to speed up that data transfer a lot, but... The idea with your storage memory is to always have overhead. Never try to reach capacity on any single partition of any storage unit you have installed. Yeah, that's just a bad idea. Plus it's a thumb drive. Thumb drives you can fill up to the max, no issues. Yeah, but yeah. you're also not like trying to run that, run something off of it usually. I have a couple 128 gig thumb drives that you can download. Thumb drives are fine because... Too. USB ports are oh, very Lucky Darumaka! Um, thumb drives are simple because USB is just a one-way data transfer interface. It's not looking to do a whole lot at the same time. Yeah. Especially now with standards like USB 4.0, which is insanely fast for a tiny port that is now two decades old. And now we've got USB-C and we've got Thunderbolt, so even faster. Yeah, I, the Thunderbolt thing is still annoying. Thunderbolt is annoying because it's Mac proprietary and it's well, stupid no, that it, it is. It's not only is it annoying because it's Mac proprietary, but it's also annoying because Mac doesn't only use Thunderbolt. They also use USB-C. Yes, which is stupid because Thunderbolt and USB-C use the same physical port. Yeah. It's just a different cable. That's all it is. Slightly bigger on a on a um, cable, more bandwidth. Uh, yeah, I think today this is just going to be just a straight up Xbox episode. I know you put this the, Xbox with a dab of GoFest. I only put that there because I had read the announcement on Twitter earlier, but we don't got to talk about it. Okay, yeah, I mean it's just meh. talk about Go. what 
Nothing. Marvel Avengers beta is coming no, later. You're supposed to say you should have read the fucking podcast notes and then delete it. Read it. I can't read. You can't read. <laughs> In your face, I can't read. I'd be really mad if I could read. Uh, there is another. There's actually another open beta right now this weekend. Right now this weekend, um, which is the Blightbound, which I talked about yesterday. That Dave kept thinking I said Bloodbound. Um, Bloodborne. What's that? The no, Dark Souls PS4. Talk about Bloodborne, and you were not talking about Bloodborne. I'm talking about Blightborne. Blightborne. It is described as what? No, not. <laughs> don't split it. It gives you something else. Blood uh, and Born. Don't split the Google search, you're saying? No, I can't even find it. What the fuck? Maybe it has a horrible name. It has a horrible name because you can't find it. Yeah, and because it sounds like a PS4 game that came out four years ago. Light. Bitch, not blood. Oh, blight bound. That's why, because I was saying bound instead of. Uh, Bount? Like the bound. vampires from Bleach? Thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm not. It's almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> this is. I'm not. It's almost. I'm, it was like, I'm not. I'm not even going to try anymore, obviously, because I gave up halfway through that sentence. Keep, yeah, keep keep rolling with your sentence. I've got work in six hours. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Space Time Taco. If you like As us, always, follow you can follow us on all media. the social media. What about Friendster? Are you there? We are subscribe. on Friendster. I didn't think what you'd about, follow. What about Tumblr? Uh, Please we actually subscribe. had to delete our Tumblr because we had pornographic images oh, no. of Goku. Please subscribe <laughs> to our Twitch and YouTube channels. <laughs> Just of Goku. Just, Just the whole Goku. Tumblr of Goku porn. Do you remember the one time that I had a I posted a link to a it was a discount of the complete original Dragon Ball Z uh, Blu Ray Blu-rays. Was it on Amazon? Uh, probably. But I posted the link and and Facebook took it down because they said it contained nudity. Oh, because Goku shirtless on the front? Yes. <laughs> Somebody reported you shirtless, Goku. Oh, fucking God. That is too <sighs> much. Whatever. Go inside and play a video game. Fuck it. Go to bed. It's 11 o'clock. Peace. Nate. I'm so glad we're done. Okay. <laughs>